lead. Mick Dittman is squeezing through on naturalism's emanations there with heroicity. And here comes Viander Cross. Viander Cross down the outside is motoring home. Naturalism the leader. Viander Cross inch by inches wearing him down. Naturalism still in front. He ran out near the line, but Naturalism wins at a half length to Viander Cross in a bumping finish. Cavalieri, I think, third in front of Zamanay. On this week's presentation, we deviate from our usual podcast format to present a tribute to one of the greatest horses of the 1960s. Courtesy of Racing New South Wales and Sky Racing, John Tapp takes us back to the era when the champion stayer, Galilee, established a trilogy of wins that remains a record to this day. After this break, we salute Galilee. The legacy of George Main lives on in the naming of the famous Randwick Mile Race, now worth $1 million. Scottish-born George Main was a respected pastoralist and horse breeder who joined the AJC committee in 1921 and was chairman from 1937 to 1945. The first George Main stakes was run in the year of his retirement and won by modulation. Winks won the race three times and there have been four dual winners, Shannon, Regal Rhythm, Count Radiant and the great Kingston Town. Easily the most successful trainer was Tommy Smith, who's credited with 11 George Main winners. The race was given Group 1 status when the rankings were introduced in 1979. Saturday, September the 17th is the date for the Fujitsu General George Main Stakes and the winner gains automatic entry to the Epsom on the 1st of October. The extraordinary Spring Carnival continues at Royal Randwick on Saturday, September 17th. For many years, Bart Cummings made a practice of carrying out pre-sale yearling inspections at New Zealand stud farms. One morning in January of 1964, he inspected several yearlings at Trelawney Stud, the famous breeding farm near Cambridge, the farm where Tullock spent the early part of his life, the farm which was to produce seven Melbourne Cup winners. The trainer ran his highly trained eye over a bay cult by Alcimedes from Galston. Alcimedes was a son of the great English stayer, Alicidon. Galston was by the noted sire of stayers, Ballock, and was a half-sister to some time who'd won the Caulfield Cup less than three months earlier. Bart loved the colt's sloping shoulder and his powerful hind quarter. He didn't like the way he flicked his off foreleg outwards at the trot, and he was horrified to discover that he was pigeon-toed. Bart often said in later years that he walked like Charlie Chaplin, and obviously nobody ever alerted him to the fact that Charlie Chaplin actually walked with his feet pointed outwards. It wasn't the ideal confirmation, but Bart knew in his heart it would put a lot of buyers off. He'd been commissioned by Adelaide builder Max Bailey to buy a potential staying cult, Bart was right. Interest in the Alcimedes cult was lukewarm and he was knocked down to the Australian trainer for 3,500 guineas. Back in Adelaide, Bart had the cult gelded early to ensure that body weight was minimised over those imperfect legs. 
Max Bailey named him Galilee after the region in Israel celebrated in biblical teachings. The moment Bart watched his first serious gallop, the trainer knew he had a very serious horse on his hands. The 1964-65 season was all but over when Galilee made his debut in a Gawler two-year-old event, finishing second with John Miller in the saddle. He began his three-year-old campaign three weeks later and was unplaced at his first two outings, but from his next nine starts, he posted seven wins and two seconds. His final run of the campaign was in the birthday cup of 10 furlongs at Victoria Park on March 26, 1966. It was Golden Slipper Day in Sydney and Bart had Storm Queen engaged in the big two-year-old race but preferred to be in Adelaide. He said in later years that he wanted to meet the Queen Mother who was on an Australian tour at the time, but many felt he didn't want to let Galilee out of his sight. Galilee won the birthday cup, the Queen Mother presented him with the trainer's trophy, and he listened to the broadcast of Storm Queen's amazing win in the Golden Slipper. Galilee was a four-year-old when he resumed in August of 1966. He was unplaced in two five furlong races at Victoria Park before being sent to Melbourne for the one-mile Petrobus Welter at Caulfield on September the 3rd. Roy Higgins was the rider and Galilee announced his arrival on the big stage. Courtesy of Melbourne historian Dennis Najum, I'm delighted to present a vivid description of the latter stages of the Petrobus Welter by Bill Collins. At the two and a half and the leader, Henneman ahead in front of Forest Last, Wonder Manilado from Chokra, then Mulcari, Bastille on the outside, hard-ridden Galilee, badly needing a run, and then Torricelli, Sunny Rose, and Bering straight around the outer. Hanneman the leader on the corner, Manilado the challenger in the centre from Forest Last, Chokra pull four wide. Galilee trying to get through and then Mulcari from Bastille and wider out Bering Strait. At the furlong post, Manilado went to Hanneman. Galilee is gathering them all up from Bering Strait and Bastille. Galilee got to Manilado and Hanneman, the three of them in line. Nothing much in it. Galilee doing better, put his head in front near the line and the favourites won the money. About a half length to Manilado, Hanneman third, followed fourth then by Mulcari. Next is Bastille from Trifold. Uh, then Bellina followed by Sonny... Bart shipped him straight to Sydney, where he finished only seventh in a very strong hill stakes before contesting the historic Epsom at Randwick. He came from near last in the 20-horse field to finish second, four lengths behind the brilliant New Zealand mayor, Chantal. John Miller admitted later he thought he'd hit the front when he emerged from the pack at the 100 metres but looked up to see Chantal a mile in front. Bart dined out on that story for years after. For Galilee, it was back to Melbourne where spring stardom awaited. Those who witnessed his dynamic win in the two-rack handicap with John Miller on board knew Australian racing had a new superstar. Bill Collins was an obvious fan and so was the champion jockey Roy Higgins who just happened to be in the broadcast box at the time. Down the side past the five, Legal Boy, a length and a half now to Boeing Boy, doing it the hard way, a length further back, then came Swindler and Diocletian. 
two to Caminero and Court Stepper. One to Picker being niggled up on the fence from Captain Blue, pulled out for a run. Two to Royal Estate, Diploma Fire Band, Fleeter Galilee. He'll have to do something in a bad last ultimatum. Three and a half to go in the Turek and Legal Boy tackled by Boeing Boy, a length and a half, Diocletian. Kamenyar moving up very stylishly, three wide on the outside from Court Stepper, Swindler, Captain Blue. Picker looking for the run on the inside and a gap to Fire Band followed by Royal Estate. Galilee starting to get warm now, but he's giving them a big start on the corner. Legal Boy and Boeing Boy tackled by Kamenyar out wide, Swindler and Galilee pulled about 15 wide with Captain Blue. Boeing boy and legal boy tackled by Kamenyar and then Captain Blue. Here's Galilee starting to fly. The post might be too close. Legal boy, the leader from Boeing boy. Galilee out wide is going tender there. One with Captain Blue. Galilee races to them and he's going to win. Galilee's got up to win a half length to legal boy. A half length to Captain Blue. Third, fourth fire band from Boeing boy Kamenyar. Then caught Stepanek, Swindler, Royal Estate, Diploma, Picker, Ultimatum and Diocletian was last home. Wow, what sort of a motor. He's got a tiger in his tank, that fellow. He was 100 to 1 at the three furlongs post. Roy, that was a performance and a half. He's a great horse, this fellow, Bill. He's, uh, he's, his only fault, his, well, probably his main fault, uh, is that it takes him half a mile to warm up. But he's got a fantastic finishing burst. Whether or not he'll be suited by the Caulfield Cup, he's going to get so far back, he's going to have a lot of rubbish in front of him. But if he doesn't win or run well in the Caulfield Cup. There's plenty of other races that this horse can pick up. Bart Cummings has a very, very high opinion of this horse. By this stage of his career, Galilee had developed a scratchy action and often appeared lame to observers. Whenever Roy Higgins rode him work, he always insisted the horse felt lame until he stretched right out at the gallop. Bart was of the opinion this was a mere characteristic developed by Galilee over a period of time. The vets could never find a reason. Somebody started a rumour at Caulfield on Cup Day that all was not well with the boom horse, and he blew like a gale in the betting. 14 to 1 was on offer as the jockeys mounted up. Fearful that the stewards might spot his scratchy action, Bart instructed John Miller to keep the horse on the blind side of the clerk of the course's pony as he trotted past the stand on his way to the barrier. It wasn't the last time that tactic was employed. The great Tobin bronze was the shortest price cup favorite since Tullock nine years earlier. Let's pick up Bert Bryant's call of the 1966 Caulfield Cup. Seven and a quarter furlongs left to run in the cup and the leader is Raj Kapoor. The million to one chance about a length in front of true title on the inside of El Gordo. A length away is Garcon, a length and a half further back is Clip joined a length to Tobin Bronze doing it the hard way and working hard. Three deep around Future and on the fence, Giro beautifully positioned a length and a half further back then is Terrific, boxed up badly on the fence going around the Miss Trevors. Also Solero working its way into the picture, Manilado is there, off the track as the Rook there, followed by Galilean, look at them, pack! As they run down the side, Gala Crest next to last and Imperius bringing up the rear. Oh, an ounce of luck will be worth a fortune. Well, Clip joined his race through to go to the front. 
Tobin Bronze is out after it now, still working hard out wide, and Garcon is trapped about three deep. A length and a half to Future getting a lovely trail. They're followed by Manolado on the inside of Trevor's. A length and a half further back then is the Rook coming into the picture. They're followed out wider on the track by Gala Crest with a long searching run, and then Galilee as they went down towards the two, and uh, Johnson said, let's go on Tobin Bronze. He got a green light, and uh, getting a great burst of petrol on the turn. Tobin Bronze put it away. Oh, it's out. Three lanes clear of Tobin Bronze. Here's Manolado coming home well. And down the outside also is uh, Trevor's. Oh, Tobin is stopping badly. He's gone. And Galilee has raced up on the outside. Galilee raced to the front in a stride. And Galilee is coming away to win the Caulfield Cup. Finishing well as Gala Chris second for Ion. Oh, Trevor's third. Then Manolado, Tobin Bronze next, weak and badly, followed by Duo. Zaruka's next, a long gap then to Terrific, followed by Vinoble. In behind them, Clip joined, followed by Future Solero. Imperious, next to last, Garcon. And last of all, true title, uh, next to last was El Gordo. Uh, what's happened over the side here at the half mile? Raj Kapoor pulled up. Well... I don't know. I think Jimmy found this occasion too big for him today, which I suppose is a silly thing to say because he's won a Melbourne Cup. But, oh, this wasn't the Jay Johnson ride. That horse covered a ton of ground. Tobin Bronze, you've got no idea. He was never on the track today. I told you continually in the run. Let's check placings first. It's 5-8 and a photo. Number five, Galilee, Jay Miller, first. The winner of the Caulfield Cup, number eight is second, and that is Gala Crest v. Gumbledon. And there is a photo for third, a photo for third, and we'll have that for you in a matter of moments. Galilee incurred a six-pounds penalty for the Melbourne Cup, taking him to a handicap of eight stone 13 or 56.5 kilos. Bart was of the opinion he'd benefit from a pipe opener in the LKS McKinnon Stakes on Derby Day. That decision would spark one of the biggest racing stories in years. Galilee finished third of seven runners, six lengths behind the odds-on favourite Tobin Bronze. Stewards were concerned with John Miller's lack of vigour over the last 300 metres and immediately opened an inquiry. An inquiry that was adjourned until 2pm on Melbourne Cup Eve when Miller Bart Cummings and owner Max Bailey were all invited to tender evidence. Stewards didn't impose a penalty, but Miller was sternly berated. Galilee started favourite at 11 to 2 in the Melbourne Cup. His celebrated stablemate Light Fingers at 12 to 1 was shooting for consecutive cups. Bill Collins was at his very best. Behind the a microphone. mile to go in the cup, Winfrey took over a length and a half, clear at this stage from Mystic Glen, a half to duo. Going up very wide is terrific towards the leaders, a length to Tobin Bronze, settling down well on the fence from Light Fingers. A length and a half of Venium and Prince Grant, then a length Bow Royal, Gadam Gadam, Tea Biscuit in the middle of the field. Two lengths further back is Royal Coral from El Gordo, Boarhead on the outside, a length and a half, Galilee Trevors. Then Clip joined Alaska, two lengths to Capellius, going backwards from Red Brass, Gala Crest and Dignify. At the six, and the leader here at this stage, Terrific, has gone around them on the outside to move up and tackle the leaders. 
He's in front now from win for a length away duo. Then Mystic Glen losing ground. Bow Royal whipped around the outside. Light Fingers following it. A length and a half to Avenium. Tobin Bronze tucked in on the fence. A length to Tea Biscuit Prince Grant. Here's Trevor's pulled around the outside to make a run from Gadam Gadam. Boarhead coming into the picture. Then Gala Crest taken away from the rails. Royal Coral badly snookered. Alaska switched out wide. Further back in the field behind that bunch of horses. Clip joined and Capellius last. On the turn, three furlongs to go, and the leader in the cup is Trevor's. Duo, however, is throwing out a strong challenge. Beau Royal out wider on the track. Alaska pulled out wide for a run. Tobin Bronze has lost his place and has dropped right through the field. Light Fingers is struggling. Duo raced up the terrific and took the lead at the two from Avenium and out wide at Tea Biscuit, Alaska. Here's Light Fingers finishing well, but it's Duo in front of Light Fingers who's grabbed him in a stride. Tea Biscuit, Alaska, and now Gala Crest and Avenium coming into it. Light Fingers, the leader. Galilee's got a split and is flying after them. Galilee races to Light Fingers at the furlong. He's hit the front and he's got the cup one, Galilee. Light Fingers second from Duo, followed by Avedium and Gala Crest. But Galilee comes on to win two and a half lengths to Light Fingers. A nose away third, Duo. Fourth Avedium. They're followed by Gala Crest. Next, Tea Biscuit, Gadam Gadam, and they were followed by Royal Coral. Next, Alaska from Terrific, Prince Grant, Dignify. They were followed by Boarhead, Trevor's Clip Joint. Then came further back in the field, El Gordo with Tobin Bronze, Capellius, Bow Royal and Red Brass. And uh, back behind them, Mystic Glen and Winfrey was last home in the Cup. Stand by for the placings in the 1966 Melbourne Cup. The winner is number four, Galilee, ridden by Jay Miller. And didn't the stewards here at Flemington on Saturday, and again at their continued inquiry on Monday, put the writing on the wall to punters, when they queried the casual handling of Galilee by jockey Jay Miller. And didn't Jay Miller benefit from the censure he received from the stewards, riding the perfect race, timed his run to a nicety, dashed to the front at the furlong post when any one of five or six horses looked as though they'd win the cup. As a matter of fact, it looked like Fingers Cup again, a furlong and a half out. She pounced on the leaders, dashed to the front. No sooner did she get to the front than she started to feel the strain under her big weight. A venium flashed through on the fence. Alaska was challenging out wide. And then Gala Crest, coming from last at the mile and a quarter, loomed up wide on the track. And then suddenly the split came, and Galilee, flashing through in the centre, pounced on them and has raced away to win. It was Galilee by two lengths from the gallant light fingers, with Duo half a head away third. It wasn't uncommon for cup winners to back up on the final day of the carnival in the C.B. Fisher Plate, and Bart decided to follow the trend. Bill Collins had only five starters to worry about, and they were five top-class horses. Towards the half-mile, Tobin Bronze in front, Prince Grant at his girth. Two to Craftsman and Future, and a length and a half to Galilee looking for a rails run. They've passed the half-mile, coming towards the three, and Tobin Bronze again taken on by Prince Grant on the outside. Three lengths away, future craftsman, and now Miller's pulling to the outside on Galilee. On the corner, three to go. Tobin Bronze ahead to craftsman, hard ridden. Galilee run up third, but he's gone right off the course, followed by future, and craftsman's gone. Tobin Bronze in front, but Galilee's raced past Prince Grant and is tackling him at the two. And it's Tobin Bronze and Galilee settling down to fight it out. Miller's riding a bit harder today, and Galilee immediately put his head in front of Tobin Bronze. He's starting to come away. Four lengths to Prince Grant, then future, and craftsman last. But uh, Miller keeping Galilee going hands and heels and the Melbourne Cup winner's much too good. He's coming right away from Tobin Bronze, who's a gallant second. 
But Galilee, hands and heels, has won the Fisher Plate by three lengths to Tobin Bronze, three lengths away third future, fourth Prince Grant, and a bad last to finish was Craftsman. Galilee was one of many Melbourne Cup winners to begin their autumn campaigns in the Wait for Age seven furlong CF4 stakes, which was run at Sandown in 1967. His old rival Tobin Bronze beat him comfortably in the oar and repeated the dose in the blamey stakes, but Galilee got his revenge in the Queen's Plate at Flemington. One week later, he had only three rivals in the Queen Elizabeth stakes over a mile and a half. Tobin Bronze missed this one, which was probably the reason Galilee was able to win in the following fashion. Five furlongs to go, Prince Grant 15 at 20 lengths in front still, he's not coming back. Boarhead in second placing is heading the others. Now Galilee switched around them by Miller. Future's gone up in a third placing and Boarhead dropped out to last. Half a mile to go and Prince Grant getting the staggers now. He's about 10 in front, but I don't think he's got long to be there. In second placing, Galilee starting to pick him up a length to Future and Boarhead dropped out three lengths last. At the three and they've got Prince Grant. He's only a length to Galilee who quickly claimed him and ran to the lead on the corner. Three or four lengths to Future and three lengths to Boarhead. Galilee strolled to the lead and it's all over. Prince Grant is second but stopping, a gap to Future and three lengths to Boarhead. Interest in the minor money. At the two, Galilee out six lengths to Prince Grant, then Future and now Boarhead starting to run home strongly again in the centre. Interest in the Quinella betting. At the furlong, Galilee 12 lengths to Prince Grant. Future and Boarhead are both trying hard to get to Prince Grant. Future's got to him, Boarhead's doing nothing. And Galilee being eased down is about 12 or 15 lengths in front. Prince Grant fighting on on the inside with Future as they fight out the Quinella. And Prince Grant's run second. Future third ahead away and about two lengths to Boarhead who was fourth. And By one. coincidence, the runner-up Prince Grant was also a son of Galilee's sire, Alcimedes. Then it was off to Sydney where he beat Prince Grant again in the Wait for Age Autumn Stakes before lining up two days later in the Sydney Cup in which he was burdened with the equivalent of 60.5 kilos. He was among the tail enders in the 14 horse field for the first mile of the race, but John Miller made a fast forward move in the back straight. The jockey said later, the horse simply cantered up towards the leaders. Even Ken Howard wondered why the jockey made his move so early, as you'll hear in this replay, courtesy of the four TAB archives. Well, at the seven, going to the six, and the leader, Hambledon, ridden for dear life by Shoemaker, uh, with an advantage of three lengths over Royal Marine, three parts of a length, a golden boy, look at Galilee going fast, as Jimmy Miller gone too quick, down there at the head of the others, Bridal Chief, they're followed by Prince Grant on the rail, then Somerset, Clavelli, in behind them, Caveat M, Torak, and Seal Duo, Gin and Bitters, then Prince Alcide and Striking Forces last. Five furlongs left to run in the cup as they go to the high street side and Hambledon the leader. Miller might have been too anxious, taken Galilee into second berth. Prince Grant running third at the head of the others, making ground as Royal Marine and Clavelli. And coming into the picture of Benium Golden Boy, then Somerset Arkansas. They're followed by Caveat M. Tor, Gin and Bitters, Bridal Chief, and a long gap to striking force. Three furlongs up, Hambledon the leader. Only about a half length now in advance of Prince Grant on the outside and Galilee. 
uh, Clavelli running fourth at the head of the others, Avenium under the whip, and then a gap the Royal Marine, but Galilee went to the front. On the turn into the straight in the cup, tackled now by Prince Grant on the outside, and Clavelli is coming through on the rails, followed by Avenium under Hambledon. It's the favourite Galilee in front, with a furlong left to run from Prince Grant and Clavelli, and then Avenium and further out is striking force. Look at Galilee, he's killing them now. It's Galilee racing right away uh, from Prince Grant Clavelli and striking force and Galilee's Cup. It's Galilee, a big winner. Galilee by four and a half lengths from Prince Grant. Third in the event, striking force, Denavinium. They're followed by Arkansas, Somerset, Gin and Bitters, Caviar Emtor. A long gap to Clavelli, followed by Hambledon. Then Prince Elside, Royal Marine, Bridal Chief, second last. Here's Duo and last home in the event is Golden Book. The great stayer gave Prince Grant 3.5 kilos and an absolute hammering by six lengths. He'd become the first horse to win the Caulfield, Melbourne and Sydney Cups in the same season, a record he holds to this day. Disaster struck the day after the Sydney Cup when Galilee came out of his box noticeably lame. Not the shuffly walk that had become so familiar to his handlers, this time, he was reluctant to put any weight at all on the near foreleg. Bart's worst fears were realised when X-rays revealed an extensive fracture to a splint bone. Eminent Sydney veterinary surgeon Dr. Treve Williams was flown to Adelaide to perform the surgery on Galilee. Dr. Williams recalls that in this pre-arthroscopy era, a substantial procedure was needed to remove about one-third of the affected splint bone. The great horse missed his entire five-year-old year. When he resumed as a six-year-old in the 1968 JJ Liston Stakes, he was making his first racetrack appearance in 17 months. He finished third, six lengths behind Winfro, but connections were satisfied. He was back in the winner's list at his next start in the Memsey Stakes, as an odds-on favourite. Bill Collins seemed a little concerned when Galilee was trapped in a pocket. At the half mile and it's still a Gina, three parts to Wartax. Galilee in a pocket, White going on Sheringro. While Galilee's held up, he sneaked it around him and he's got to the lead at the three and a half with a Gina. Two to Wartax and now Galilee hard ridden on the fence in fourth place, moving forward again. Then uh, going around them very quickly is Fullman from Prominence Future and tailed off Lord Perupa. A Gina led on the turn, a half-length Sheringro, one and a half Galilee, again boxed up by his stablemate Fullman. Into the straight, a Gina and Sheringro together, a length and a half to Galilee, pulled out. It's a Gina, Sheringro, one and a half to uh, Galilee at the furlong. Sheringro put his head in front, but now Galilee comes at him on the outside and they just lead from Sheringro. Under the whip, Sheringro on the inside and now Galilee draws level. Miller gives the champ a bit more rain, he goes to the lead and Galilee's coming away. Galilee wins at ease down, a length to Sheringro, a length and a quarter, a Gina third. Two lengths, fourth, future followed by Fullman, Wartax, Prominence and Lord Perupa was last. Then followed a good third to Lowland in the Craiglee Stakes before lining up for what was to be his final win in the 1968 Turnbull Stakes. Roy Higgins had his first race ride on the horse in two years. Galilee was one of only four runners he started at 9-2 on and won comfortably from Agena and Palatial. He was a well-beaten third in the McKinnon behind Rain Lover and Fallure 
and it was obvious he wasn't the Galilee of old. Owner Max Bailey insisted on a thorough veterinary examination before allowing him to start in his second Melbourne Cup. He was cleared to run, he had loyal support at 7-1, but it wasn't to be. In the early stages of the race, Wilton Park fell, and as Galilee tried to avoid him, he made contact with the flailing legs of the fallen horse, the last thing he needed with a mass of 64 kilos on his back. To finish eighth of 26 was a sterling effort. We're going to let you hear two segments of Bert Brine's call of the 1968 Cup. The year Rain Lover broke the track record and equalled Archer's all-time record-winning margin of eight lengths. We're off and racing in the Melbourne Cup and a great start. Red Livorno down near the inside was one of the first to bound out from Red Prince and Dharma Star got away fast. Artie Coaster settling into a good position and a little wider out on the track going very fast. Here's Sandy's Hope whilst in the centre of the track. Palatial began like a bomb and so did Precedent who's wending his way across to the inside rail. And then a tail is a fall in the cup. There's a fall after going a short distance and it's Wilton Park down. Wilton Park a fall in the early part of the cup. Now they run along past the mile pole along the back section of the track and the leader was precedent taken on by Palatial and they're bowling along about four or five lengths and then a tail rain lover. They're followed closely by Fleur, Belhome and Star. Then around the outside goes Impetus, Lolan working her way into the picture like a tradesman. On the fence came Red Lavorno. They're followed by Artie Coast around the Mario Stowe. There's the big boy, Galilee, called on for the effort going around the field too as they pack. They're followed by Rudd. Taken the outside as Sandy's hope a length and a half further back as fans. They're followed by Savoy. Two lengths further back as the Bay as they start to pack. Dharma Star, Dignify, about four lengths to prominence with a big task in front of it. A long gap to Faubourg, Lad Prince Grant is a long second last and Red Prince is last of all. They've run down past the three and a half and look at Rain Lover. Rain Lover's dashed around the outside of the field to go to the front, tackled by Fleur. And as they came around this turn, it's Rain Lover the leader as they made the corner into the home straight. He's a length and a half to the good of Fleur. They're followed by Palatial. Down the outside is Belhome and Star. Then Red Lavorno, Artie Coast. Down the outside came Fans. Galilee is coming into it with a big run. At the furlong pole and Rain Lover's kicked away. It's Rain Lover, four, five lengths in front of Fleur. Lowland is third but weakening. They're followed by Fans. But the Melbourne Cup is all over by the shouting because Rain Lover is dashing away. And it's a Jimmy Johnson victory in the run of the post. Rain Lover is streaking on to win it by eight lengths. Fleur second, Fans third, fourth Lowland, fifth Savoy. They're followed by Artie Coast, Nana Tail, then Galilee, Prominence, Wellback, Belhome and Star, LeBay, Rod, In the spring of 1969, Max Bailey and Bart Cummings decided to give Galilee one more preparation. He was in great shape and the vets could find no fault, but there was only one way to find out if he still wanted to be there. After a long, slow build-up, he returned with a respectable fifth in the Liston won by Maritana and followed with a fourth to Fileur in the Memsey Stakes. Barton Max Bailey concurred that it was time to give the gallant horse the retirement he so richly deserved. Galilee lived on in good health for another 21 years, passing away in his mid-twenties in 1990. The son of Alcimedes, 
is credited with a record of 36 starts for 18 wins, 10 placings, and just under $170,000, a tiny percentage of what it would have been under today's sky-high prize money levels. Until St. Lee came along, Bart Cummings repeatedly declared that Galilee was the best stayer he'd ever trained. Come to think of it, no one ever heard Bart say that Saintly was superior to Galilee. John Miller, who knew him better than any other jockey, seemed to come up with fresh superlatives every time he was asked to assess Galilee's ability. Perhaps his best quote came after the horse's winning romp in the 1967 Sydney Cup. As he unsaddled, he simply said, he's not a horse, he's an express train. Special thanks to Dennis Najem, who gave me the idea of preparing this tribute by making available those precious old race calls. It's coming up 56 years since the spring of Galilee in 1966, and the passing of the years tends to diminish memories of horses who would have held their own in subsequent generations. A little bit of research is a sobering thing from time to time. Racing New South Wales didn't forget the tab highways and the midways in the latest round of prize money increases. The additions of both races will go from $100,000 to $120,000 as from September the 1st. The tab highways introduced in 2015 have been a runaway winner for racing New South Wales and country participants. Every bit as popular are the midways introduced as recently as July 2021 and now a primary focus of the smaller metropolitan and provincial stables. How fitting it was that the very first midway was won by our Bellagio Miss, trained by Greg Hickman, who'd been a prime mover in the creation of the concept. The Tab Highways have created tremendous interest among country owners who were constantly on the lookout for a potential highway horse. Bush trainers have something to aim for when they feel they have a progressive horse in the stable and the punters find the Tab Highways great betting mediums. Country owners and trainers had cause for a double celebration when they learned prize money for the Kosciuszko would leap from $1.3 million to $2 million. The highways and the midways and the $2 million Kosciuszko are a major part of the new look at New South Wales racing.